Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome along to episode 87 of the Sofa Manager Scottish Football Podcast. Uh, we're keeping with the same season, we're not changing it, despite uh, there nearly being a year between uh, this podcast and the last podcast, but we're not ones to end seasons prematurely um, and make decisions like that. Isn't that true, John? Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so it was only fair, but uh, no, we're happy to be back, hopefully on a more regular basis. This might look a bit random in subscription feeds and things like that, but don't rush to your unsubscribe button. The same old, wonderful, mature connoisseur, I like to think about it, content will be returning to your screens and our ears. Um, so anyway, as usual, uh, joining me on this week's episode is the most notorious Bruni in Scottish football. It is John Brown. Hello, John. Hello, Paul. How are we? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, huh? Long time no see. Is it good to be back? Nah, well, I'm back on the road now. Well, I shouldn't be saying that on recorded lines. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. We never know who's listening in. Uh, but yes, we can see that John doesn't have his usual exotic backdrop. He's returned to the land of fantastic football, which is great to hear. Um, and good to have you home. Well, thanks very much. Uh, and, of course, myself, uh, Paul Mad Dog Menzies, as I'm notoriously known. That's that's not the case. <laughs> Don't take too much from uh, the the New York Rangers jersey that is just there. Things haven't changed as radically <laughs> as you might think. Um, I'll explain myself a little bit later on. But on this week's show, uh, we have a wee catch-up and see what we've been up to. Uh, we talk about how to waste £14 um, on a certain streaming service. Uh, I moan about Rob McLean's bias during the Aberdeen game. Uh, we also speculate as to who's going to get the Celtic job. We talk about the Scottish Cup. There's a wee quiz in there. Um, and we'll be covering all the usual good stuff from Scottish football. So, good to have you along. Strap in for the next hour or so. Hour or so. And away we go. Hey. Right. We are <laughs> we're in the episode. New theme right. tune, which hopefully shouldn't be copyrighted, fingers crossed. No. LMA Manager 2006. It's the closest thing to my Sharona I could find. No, I'm um, exactly, I'll be fine. Uh, so, you know, how you been, John? Have you have you been following the, the football over the last year? <laughs> yeah, well, it seems to be the only thing we can do these days. It's just like, you know, it's, it's the all-consuming thing, um, whether it's... English football, Scottish football, Belarusian football, if you were talking this time last year, literally the only league running. Um, yeah, you just, oh, this is the only thing. It's, uh, it's all you can concentrate on at the moment. Yeah. Not going to lie, myself, I, I took a little bit of a break. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the teams I supported weren't playing well, and I had the running joke of I was just supporting whoever was winning. Um, so I had a, a terrible brief period supporting Celtic, um, which I didn't mention on this podcast. That didn't end up very well. I supported Livingston in the League Cup final. That didn't uh, end that up very terrible. well. Yeah. I, I thought then I'd focus back on Aberdeen for a bit. I, and they went on their worst scoring run in history. <laughs> yeah, just a cost. Uh, I, I am. Well, the the thing is, we've had we've had a little bit of joy recently in terms of you know watching like Scotland games and uh, mm. you know just streaming one or two bits and bobs. And I just always seem to miss goals. Always, 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 just out of the room doing something else. I'm on the wrong channel at the wrong time. It's a disaster. Nah, you need a new sport, hence the jerseys behind you. Well, instead of football, NASCAR, for one thing I found really interesting, although my luck there is equally as rotten because it's always oh, rained. It's totally cancelled off, yeah. Great. And obviously ice hockey. 
which is like all these jerseys. And can I just say, because you're a bit of a jersey collector yourself, we'll need I to have, check it's, in. It's getting worse and worse. Well, we'll need to check in with your, your recent acquisitions, but these hockey jerseys are like, for not much more than a football jersey, because they're in the, like the £75 region these days, um, you get nice long sleeves, nice and embroidered crest. They're kind of big and baggy, so they're nice and cosy. So much better than a football top. Just saying. No. Uh, you get like you more bang for your buck in terms of like quality and, and what you're kind of getting. Yeah. Plus, like the Americans keep their jerseys for years, and I obviously have had trips to New York in the past. I have a New York Islanders jersey, and I did want a New York Rangers jersey. But the problem with the New York Rangers jerseys is they have Rangers diagonally across the front. Now, that would be fine, but I, I don't. It's not that I don't want the association when I'm out in public. Um, well, they can certainly see you coming. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, exactly. So I was like, that that like version works because it just says NYR. It doesn't say Rangers. Therefore, the association's maybe not as obvious, but it's still like blue and red, but, uh, you know. It's, it's less obvious. It is slightly less obvious. So, uh, you've had a few kit additions. You've tried some of these, uh, not like mystery boxes, but like subscription things and stuff, haven't you? Well, we're kind of doing the go. Um, there's a guy, I'm not getting paid for this, so we'll wait back and I'll put the clear at the start. Um, we, we wish. Why we do it? <laughs> Uh, first one, like um, classyfootballshirts.co.uk or .com. Um, weekly deals, you get like kind of cheap kits if you're picking under one every now and again. So, uh, a lot of my kind of salary that would usually be spent spent in the pub is now getting spent on football kits. So I have amassed quite a collection uh, for the last kind of year or so, uh, and I'll continue to go because um, I, I I love it. It's um, even just for like sort of just knowing something's in the post. It's something you kind of look forward to. Uh, you know you're getting something you're going to quite like, um, to admire. Uh, I kind of keep the tags in some of them. Some I'll kind of buy intentionally that I'm, I'm going to kind of wear kind of around the house and that. You don't kind of mind not trashing them, but kind of wearing them out. Um, a few of them are just amazing. Like, I've got like a um, Italy away top from sort of 16, 17 season. Stunning pure white. Um, sort of blue trim. Italian kind of bad. It's all flag kind of around the trim as well i'll never ever wear it it's just something you're just going to look at and go mm, pretty um, get it in the frame yeah <laughs> uh, another one is a kind of quarterly random kit box i suppose um, from a guy out in ireland um, footballkitbox.co.uk or .com um, it's a completely random kit on a kind of quarterly basis pay the guy 50 euro random kit appears so last quarter was a venezia a home top from I think it was last season's, um, which I would never have owned previously, um, but now I do. So happy days. Um, I've had a Chapel Chapel Quinky, um, sort of Brazilian top, um, for about you know, 14, 15, which I highly doubt will exist anywhere else. Um, and I have a, a Schalke top from when they were actually decent ten years ago, um, signed by one of their players as well. So that's that, that, um, I do get into that's going to get framed for sure. It's got um, Rakitic on the back as well. Is he the one that signed it? He's, he's not signed it, which is a bit kind of like, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> it was, I can't remember his name. He's the either the current or last Serbian manager. Um, signed the, the, the shot. I can't remember his name, but it is, it's Pucker um, for sure. There'll be someone in the comments that knows exactly who that is. Yeah, yeah. Not, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. That's I, terrible. I, I should have researched that. <laughs> I don't blame you. That sounds really cool, though. Like, 
I always find these things, it's a bit of a talking point. Like, instead of going out in, like, a Man City, Man United, you know, Chelsea-Liverpool jersey, you know, it kind of, it turns heads, you know, it gets the chat going, like, oh, what's that? Where did that come from? So it's a bit different, eh? Oh, some of them were really niche. I mean, the, the other one as well, again, for the, the guy out in Ireland, is an FC Halifax top from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Yes. Which is, again, I, I don't think I'll ever wear it because it is, I, I certainly are rarity. I've, I've never known anything like that to exist sort of in the UK. Um, I think there are relatively new club as well. I know the Canadian leagues have been kind of chopping and changing for a while. Um, it's kind of like what the MLS did all those years ago. Um, how how do you know that? <laughs> just kind of, well, the first thing I got, I was like, oh, Christ, did, Mar- did Marcus Haber ever play for this club? Because <laughs> if it did, it was getting burned. <laughs> I was going to say, that would be cool if you had a Halifax up with Haber on the back. Oh, God, <laughs> not. Can't have that. Uh, you played for somebody else, which was fine. Okay. I think though there's like a shout in terms of like there must be loads of lower league clubs like here in Scotland that'll have a bit of extra stock come the end of the season because when I was watching the Aberdeen game the other day I was actually thought the Dumbarton kit was pretty cool Um, and I was like if you were to send that out to again someone in like Canada someone in France like that would probably have the same effect well they would love it Um, even the kind of the Loch Ness FC stuff from this season they're going back a year they're fantastic I mean I'm still on the edge of buying one. I mean, I'm kind of reluctant to buy uh, another Scottish club because I would always just buy Fogger Top and that's that's religion. Um, I don't know how I feel about buying like a, I know it's like, um, I was going to say it's many, many levels down, but the way Fogger were going to make not be that bad. Um, well, we did see that. Uh, that Falkirk, we saw the Falkirk jersey turn up on that Away Days guys channel in like a PR. Yeah, they had the home top uh, for the season. So they're obviously they're obviously thinking of Falkirk <laughs> quite remarkably. But I, I suppose it's like their biggest Scottish team now. Oh, I don't know how people can look after, to be honest. I can't think of anyone else. Certainly in the top flight, most of them are kind of what, Hummel, Adidas and Aberdeen, Nike, Celtic, Castle, well, whoever they are. Keep, keep an eye out um, for sofamanagershirts.co.uk coming soon <laughs> for your, uh, your random and obscure... Old. Yeah, random and obscure Scottish football shirts and the sofa manager merchandise, which is still uh, on ice. <laughs> so, uh, but no, it sounds cool. Uh, you've posted a few cool pictures on your Instagram and things, which I'll, I've no doubt will make their way to the sofa manager Instagram account. Yeah, God, it's, it's probably a good way to get that kind of started as well. So we'll, we'll maybe do like a, a shot of the week or something. I like it. That's a good there, idea. There, there, there's plenty. To go. <laughs> yeah, uh, we were talking about at one point you could make like an entire like bed cover out of it. Uh, oh, like about yeah. it and not that that would entice anybody. <laughs> I don't think, but um, you know, certainly the the content was there. Um, what else have I got on my list? We have ended up being subscribers to Premier Sports during this lockdown period as well, using all this extra cash that we're not spending on scouting various German third division football and things like that. Um, so what are your what are your thoughts on that service so far? I've got down that it's it's kind of like Netflix, but for football. It is a little bit, yeah. I mean, I, I can agree. Um, I have a BT Sports subscription, which is kind of a part of my kind of broadband package. Uh, I don't have Sky, so I can just about justify having Premier Sports instead. Um, if I had Sky, I wouldn't bother my backside with Premier. Uh, but for a tenner a month, uh, on the kind of web subscription rather than the through the kind of TV itself, it's another couple of quid. I mean, to get pretty much every decent Serie A game and Liga TV, which is going to El Clasico on next Saturday, um, it's, it's 
reasonable value when you think if you like your European football, it's good value. Um, if you're less interested in that, it was like kind of a nice thing to have with your previous BT subscription when they had the rights. Um, I don't know why you would bother paying the extra, but I mean, I quite enjoy it. And I'll, I'll have the, the sort of Saturday 3 o'clock game on in the background while I'm watching uh, the sort of scores coming for, for the UK games. So it's, it's quite a nice kind of addition to have. I mean, I would miss it, but um, you know, it, it depends on your budget. Well, I, I got like a deal on it earlier on and again because i like the nascar and the hockey all of a sudden um mainly due to days of thunder and mighty ducks two fantastic films if you ever get the chance um it was like 80 quid for the year so it was like a deal and i was like well you know i could either subscribe to like nhl tv which is one of these you know like the americans do like nba tv nfl tv do the baseball do one as well I used to do the baseball one. I was still tempted um, BT, the ESPN stuff. I can get. I can watch a game a day. Yeah. Um, I've got no vested interest in it in the clubs really. I just watch well, it for the entertainment. That's the only problem with the NHL one is there's like rolling blackouts in terms of if there's a game broadcast, you then can't watch it for twenty four hours. Um, which would be fine at the moment because you're just kind of picking your favourite teams. But when it came to like playoff time, it was going to get a bit tricky. Uh, is um, that localised though? Or, um, well, the way it works is yes, it's regional in America, but here they go by the scheduling that uh, either Premier and BT get. Nah, that's rubbish. Um, yeah, that's not good. Well, I think it, it makes sense because you know these people have paid the money for the rights, and uh, so I was like, eighty quid. I've been watching a lot of the hockey in the background, as you say, just to kind of burn some time whilst doing other things. The NASCAR is always live on a Sunday night, weather permitting. Um, so it's a nice way to kind of send us to bed ready to work for Monday and uh, yeah I went for it it's all like the on-demand thing is like so good in terms of like I don't know any other services I don't know if B2 do it or anything but you can like go back and watch the full 90 minutes mm-hmm. um, if you want to which it would be great to see more of and the Scottish football is actually really interesting because I've had zero interest in watching the Premiership this season but like Betfred Cup yeah something at stake that Rangers Cove Rangers game today or the Falkirk Celtic game last night yeah something a bit different um, the punditry is really really good because it's not Sky um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of they all do the same rotation but um, I think well worth it if you can afford it and a lot of people as well just free trial it for the big games that they <laughs> they want and need and things like that so this is true I mean it's, it's the same kind of thing with like you ever like so I went through the kind of now TV pass route for the day, mm-hmm. done that for the Scotland games, and it's that's actually when you think about it quite expensive, mm. um, but it's better than listening to Willie Miller on the radio. <laughs> well, that, that was going to be one of the things I suge- would suggest because again, you watched the sports scene on Saturday night of the the highlights, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. I actually, I thought, uh, is it Shirley Care? Shirley Care. Shirley Care. I thought she was actually really, really good. Uh, Gary Caldwell, no, was, not so much. Basically, just Gary Caldwell. Like. Yeah, and I was, I was going to suggest, you know, is it time for some new voices? Because I'm, I'm kind of sick and tired of hearing footballers talk about football. You know, why can't we have, you know, some more like journalists, for example, and things like that? You know, because um, again, they're doing this program soon on like classic Scottish cup matches, aren't they? 
I'm not too sure to be honest. I, I didn't really keep up with the schedule. So basically, what they're doing is they're doing like watch alongs. Oh, of... I have, I have. Uh, yeah. Well, why you say so in the first so place? I, you. It was a Motherwell. <laughs> as soon as you mentioned it, it was like these kind of like it's the kind of off the ball trope about Motherwell and Nate Uncle Fail. They sprung your mind there. Like I've, I've seen the kind of adverts for it. Aye. So like, but that's cool because in terms of we're getting like a couple of comedians are doing it, and then a couple of ex-footballers are doing it, and then Tam and Stuart are doing it as well. Um, and I was like, that's a cool idea. I'm interested to see how that goes. And it's always nice to watch these older games that we like never. I wasn't around in 1981 to see Aberdeen play Rangers in the Scottish Cup final, for example. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was a cool idea. And again, because we've been such big fans of the the terrace kind of in recent times. Um, it'd be great to see them get their hands on like a Friday night game or something like that. I oh, actually get some kind of actual fans involved in the game itself. Where they're all kind of not allowed on the ground, so it'd be kind of nice to have that element. Um, even if the crowds are back, to have their take on things. I mean, you see from a fan's perspective rather than a kind of ex-footballer who will go, "Well, I look good in training and be just in the performing the night." It's a lot of tosh. I mean, if you look at his <laughs> from a fan's perspective, who have seen him like week in week out quite happily just berate the guy like um almost kind of like what ryan stevenson was at the was the harps here united uh, down in somerset right. just tearing in it was like that's ah, just all excuses load of nonsense because <laughs> he has a hearts one as well so he, he had to get a, a bit of, kind of bias in there that's fantastic that's what we want to see yeah I, I would just like a bit more energy because it's like folk like james mcfadden or that will put you to sleep ah, um, i don't mind jimmy fadden think from an analytical perspective he probably knows his kind of stuff. But he knew, he knew nothing about Dunbaran at the weekend. <laughs> Absolutely none. Basically, everyone was drinking the Kool-Aid of Aberdeen can't score goals. And that was it. That was the only piece of insight. And it's true. Aberdeen can't score goals. But, like, get off the point. Like, I'm going to get onto my rambling point now about Rob McLean being completely biased. And, like, absolutely. This was, so this was uh, Dunbaran playing Aberdeen Scottish Cup, what are we, fourth round now? Yeah, fourth round. Fourth round. And for Pete's sake, he was like, oh, DeBaron are really pushing Aberdeen, the mistakes coming. It's like, they've had two shots in the last 45 minutes. Admittedly good shots, but calm your jets, Rob. And he's been paid by Aberdeen to be their commentary, to do their commentary on Red TV sometimes. It's like, do you remember years ago, who does Jeff Stelling support? It's like Harrogate or... Um, Hartlepool. Hartlepool. Hartlepool, yeah, there was a game that Hartlepool were playing someone and it was on the BBC and again it was non-league opposition and apparently at half time Alan Shearer went into the dressing room to G up this non-league team to get you know this big upset do you remember this? No it's not... okay. Well it happened but the non-league team after Alan Shearer's rousing speech and he was a pundit there that day mm. went on and beat Hartlepool and on the next Soccer Saturday that happened, Jeff Stelling went on an absolute rage about how unprofessional that was. And, like, I, you know, I can see his point. They've done his team in. And I, I don't believe Alan Shearer should have that inspirational power. I have, like, I have no idea. But he was fuming because they were so obsessed with this giant-killing narrative. Um, and I get the point that they're thinking that a very large proportion of the watching audience... Uh, will not be Aberdeen fans and will be actively looking for Dumbarton to beat them. Uh, but get off the horse. Come on. It was like 75% possession. I was unhappy about that. That made my eight. But not that Aberdeen were any good that game, to be fair. It was a pretty immense game. I watched yeah, fair chunks of it. It was, it was awful. 
It was weird though, because like, did you see the the point they panned out, and there was someone appearing to wear an Inverness Caledonian thistle strip standing halfway up Dumbarton Rock. Yes, um, it was some kind of scout or some script, but then neither Dumbarton or Aberdeen were really in that kind of mix. No, so it made absolutely no sense. I thought you got lost. Yeah, I thought you got lost. It was supposed to be at the Inverness uh, Ross County game that was the previous evening, in which Inverness Caledonian thistle were wearing that pink strip. Um, so that was very random, but um, uh, yeah, in terms of as well, like obviously uh, lockdown football, not been getting into stadiums and things like that. Mm. Um, How has the viewing experience been? Uh, who, have you, who have you watched so far? <laughs> it, I mean, for me, it's like it all depends on what's on sort of BT for the kind of English games. Oh, no, I'm, t- I'm talking um, like, you know, football club oh, TV. Like, no, you know. No, no, no. My only one I've got to would be for kind of football TV. And even then, it's an absolute aberration. So I think it was Falkirk Forfar we watched together. Oof, this would must have been about what, January time. Um, just before lockdown. Oh, suspension, resuspension. Brutal. Awful. So as soon as I sub- oh, the whole subscription process was weird because it looked like Falkirk were going to take money out for every game. And then cancelled a wear subscription after one thing. But the, I don't know, whatever. Uh, but as soon as I saw that £14 come out of my account, I knew I'd been robbed. I knew I'd made a mistake. <laughs> it was the wrong thing to do. The actual broadcast was like, it was all right. It was, you know, very watchable. The camera angles and things were pretty professional. Commentary was pretty decent. Uh, it was a, I think they make their life a little bit overly complicated sometimes. But again, pretty watchful. It was uh, the the content on the park that yeah, was perhaps the, the problem. The quality of the park, but particularly for Falkirk at the moment, is shocking. I, mean, I know top of the league and on paper, I've kind of called this for the daily record. They'll probably go, oh, well, they're top of the league, can't be that bad. Well, believe me, it is terrible. It is honestly one of the worst sort of teams ever assembled. And this is including Paul Hartley and Raymond McKinnon. Uh, and they're kind of rabble uh, put together. It, it's it's pathetic. The, the quality of football is absolutely shocking. Well, John's got an agenda to make there, clearly. Um, it's, it's poor, though. I mean, for the kind of squad they've got, and it's you can kind of see it again from a outsider looking in. You look at that squad on paper and you go, there's actually some reasonably good players in there, or should be reasonably good players. But we don't kind of play to that strength. I mean, it's all just high balls aimlessly. To call her salmon, who we all know is a big guy but can't jump. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't stick. It doesn't work, you know. Like, and, and it's poor. It's really poor viewing. Um, like we've been kind of Joe scared. The, the, the equivalent for Hearts, I mean, rather than shouting and swearing at the, the kind of players in the park, you just slammed in the laptop so you could walk away. <laughs> I know it's brutal. Um, again, it kind of reminds me as to why I've taken my break from Scottish football for a year because. Uh, it's just abject misery for anyone who's not an old firm fan, really. And even if you are an old firm fan, it's been abject misery for half of you. Only one half, I would. I mean, if you're a Rangers fan, you're loving life. I mean, yes. We'll maybe talk about it later on, but, you know. No, let's talk about it now. Okay, well, fair enough. Um, for Rangers fans, I mean, it's obviously great, you know, won the league in very good fashion. They're playing fantastic football. Um, I think you could hold your hands up and say it's been a Pleasure to watch, um, both domestically and in Europe. Um, we were lucky against that kind of that Slavia Prague, but um, it's given us a wee bit of interest. Um, I think 
sort of paid a lot more attention to like the coefficient and all this kind of shit, um, which has been very enjoyable. Um, but obviously the kind of antics away from that is a bit kind of annoying. Um, I think all I'm going to say about that, and I'm going to presume most Rangers fans won't get this far through the episode because we've already like tried to disassociate ourselves with them about three times now, is get a life. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> my problem is like you've seen Rangers win titles. I think the last time they won the league was about nine years, ten years ago. Uh, it's not a bit terrible, so like ten years ago. Uh, so, you know, there's not many of you out there that haven't seen them win a title. I know it's very exciting, but, like, you know, sure. Uh, but, you know, spinning that on its head, you know, we're essentially now at the end of the banter years. Um, you know, it looks, yeah, it looks like they're really strong contenders now for the Scottish Cup. They've been doing tremendously in Europe, as you say. Uh, but does this signal the end for the possibility of any team breaking that old firm you know, absolute dominance. Looking up on two, I mean, yeah, that's that's now out the window for a considerable period of time again. Um, if you're Aberdeen or Motherwell or whoever else, kind of, well, it must have been only been but Aberdeen or Motherwell in that kind of period. Um, you know, you've had just fun, they would bugger off. Well, that's the thing, like, <laughs> normal I think services was, resumed, but it looks like. There was a season that Hearts had an absolutely stonking start to the season and broke their like unbeaten run or something like that. And then there was the season that Aberdeen pipped them briefly in like September mm-hmm. and they just lacked the mentality to keep that up and like I it's it's such a shame that because I think that was that was the opportunity for somebody and if Hearts had got their act together could they have done it? Yeah probably if Aberdeen had got their act together could they have done it? When like dial and things was about yeah probably. Yeah that was that was the only opportunity once Brendan Rodgers came in that was that um but we're, we're going overall ground. <laughs> I know, I know. It's depressing for the rest of us. Yeah. I just thought that today in terms of when Hearts had Romanov, I guarantee, even though they had a fantastic team, their wage bill still wasn't comparable to Rangers and Celtic, and they could have won the league. But uh, anyway, uh, big rebuild for next season, uh, it looks like. Topic two, I've got Lex fix Aberdeen stroke Celtic. We'll start with uh, Celtic conversations taking place with Eddie Howe which are looking more and more tentative as I read Crystal Palace seem to be more and more involved and I do think he'd be far more tempted by Crystal Palace than he would Celtic um, I tend to agree I mean Roy Hodgson must be coming up for retirement by now mm. and in the Palace they're kind of iffy as it is he's probably got a better foundation at Palace as well right. uh, if he can kind of keep hold of Wolfram Zaha and, and the like if he's coming to Celtic he has to start winning immediately and he's got a ginormous rebuilding on his hands. I mean, you're talking a brand new 11. Well, I mean, so Scott that's, Brown that's is leaving in the summer. He's going to k- Captain Aberdeen, stroke. Actually, I don't know about Captain Aberdeen, but he's certainly going to, you know, uh, part like, manager. officially assistant manager? Or is that, yeah. Is like, he just a, a coach? Player, I don't know how it's going to work, because yeah, that striker coach is going up there. Um, I don't have any strikers, lol. Um, so he's going up there, which ends that kind of era. Um, I think you have to say that he he's been brilliant for them. He's a legend. He has to. Probably the most consistent player in Scottish football for the last decade. Um, yeah, probably maybe longer to be honest. Right, so they'll they'll miss him greatly. There's going to be big shoes to fill there because I can't I can't think of like a captain figure that instantly jumps out for me. Not that kind of level. Certainly in the midfield, um, Callum McGregor maybe. 
Um, but he's uh, the kind of jury's out on him at the moment. He's, he's overplayed. I think that's the, the problem for him. He's had a bad he, season. Yeah, we've all have. Christie in particular has had a, a not great season. Uh, it's a shame because I've seen Christie you know, play really, really well, and I have a lot of faith in Christie and his ability. But yeah, it's, I think there was a tweet that went out halfway through the Falkirk game saying that Christie shoots from range, you know the rest, because he's just like skied out or whatever. Which I thought was a bit cheeky. <laughs> Coming Aye, from Falkirk. When all the shots are blazed over the bar, like this. Well, if, you, if they even had any shots to blaze over the bar. Uh, I don't think they had a single one in highlights. No, no, a single shot at all on <laughs> target. But uh, I actually thought that game in particular, so the Scottish Cup game against Falkirk, it took them ages to break down Falkirk. Um, it probably shouldn't have. I thought James Forrest looked really blunt that game, just mm. no sharp at all. There should have been two or three chances in the first half he should have buried and, and failed miserably at all of them. I mean, I think that was his first start in a very long time, just come back from injury, which is kind of good to see. I think Celtic have missed him. But it was Lee Griffiths. He had two, like any other kind of day of the week, he was a bottom, both of them in in the first half, both about 12 yards out, effectively tappings. Um, we were lucky with this kind of first one sort of past the post and then the second one I completely mishit it mm. it was kind of bottling the Madison really um, so. they're, uh, they're definitely needing to kind of get rid of folk like him and move on uh, to whatever the next thing is there is a, a huge I mean you're talking like almost a brand new 11 really mm-hmm. um, it's, particularly if you're going to lose what Edwards definitely away he'll be going back to Southampton he'll keep all the Christie he'll keep all the McGregor you need a new goalkeeper. Chris Iyer could be going to Italy. So we'd be like Macy and Inter Milan. Well, they'd have you know. nobody. Absolutely nobody. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. It's a start of scratch. It's going to be really difficult because there doesn't. The, the thing about the Rangers team, and all credit to them, is there's a massive amount of competition for places in that first team and a huge amount of depth in terms of the there's young guys mm. pressing the first teamers. You know, I think that's what John McLaughlin in goals tonight. You know, he's pretty handy between the sticks behind McGregor, who is probably the best. Well, I'm rolling back the years. Luke. I know. Well, you know, he's a goalkeeper. It's not that hard. Um, and I, I couldn't put together a list of Scottish names that Celtic could sign that would fix their problems and compete with Rangers all of a sudden. Nah. Um, so they're going to have to, they're going to have to be very clever this transfer window, which I, I think is why that Eddie Howe will be having protracted negotiations to see if there's literally any other opportunity yeah. that he can have not to take this job because it is a. But he's done it before, like you know, Bournemouth was a really big project. Um. And this you would have slightly more resources and he'd have a lot of connections and uh, you know a lot of good players from down south that he could he could probably convince to come up here that would stand up in good stead um, you know particularly you could probably see like Sir Ryan Fraser whose Newcastle career is not that great um, he could quite comfortably move up, up to Celtic if, if anyhow they go with it I think quite a good kind of relationship there um, it's just whether Eddie Howe actually sees himself, he's kind of talked about it, I think, um, I don't know if it's on the record or not, um, it's rumoured that he's very interested in the job, he's very keen to take on the project. I don't know if this is just another kind of guy coming out in the English Premiership thinking Scottish football's a cakewalk and it'll fall like massively on his face and that's a concern. I think it's very, very difficult to fall on your face. Even if they do they lose all these players, they would still comfortably finish second. Um, I mean, there's nothing saying but it's quite whether you're going to win a trophy uh, you have to compete 
for the league. Um, if it goes into the last game, couple of games, fair enough, you know, you, you've won it or you've lost it, you know, but in a competitive way. But if you are miles off the pace in the league and you get popped at the, the League Cup and the Scottish Cup and have a miserable European campaign, your, your feet are not going to touch the flare. Um, you're out of that job in, in no time at all. And he, he doesn't have uh, the credit bank yeah, that yeah. Lennon had, who was essentially unsackable because of everything he's, he'd done or just how loyal he was. Exactly. exactly. Well, we shall see. Uh, we shall see. We did see Chuck Yaga this week saying that uh, John Hughes should have been the man for the job <laughs> to go in and replace him. So again, new faces, new pundits, BBC. Have a think about it. You can tell the Chuck Young really supports him. <laughs> well, oh, oh, he's he's got a New York Rangers jersey as well, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, I think that leaves us uh, based on the old firm and the successes. It gives me a chance to introduce our quiz for this week. So I'm going to be ambitious and I'm going to say cue the music, even though I, I, I don't have any non-copyrighted quiz music, so we'll see what I come up with. So, here's the quiz! Okay, great music. Um, so, this week's quiz I'm going to call Trophy Cabinet. Uh, based okay. on the absolute power vacuum that Rangers and Celtic have. Now, there's a list on Wikipedia uh, detailing different clubs and the number of trophies they've won. Um, right, okay. So, some teams are tied, and basically, I am going to give you three strikes and you are out. Um, and we're going to see how far down this list you get. Now, basically... For example, there are two teams tied in fifth. So if you get one of those teams, we move on to the next bracket. Right. Okay. Does okay. that make yeah. sense? Uh, yeah. The first few we'll kind of batter on because it's it's fairly simple. So, mm-hmm. who do you think's the most trophied club in Scottish football? Is this all trophies? You're talking all trophies, and this doesn't include the any possible rebranding or reformation of a club that might have happened in the last ten years. Okay. <laughs> To make that. <laughs> this is not a Rangers podcast, is it? No, definitely not. <laughs> We've lost them. Definitely. <laughs> yep. Right, well, so who, who's the most well, winningest club? Uh, so we, Rangers are the top of the, the kind of pile. Rangers are top, 116 trophies. How many leagues? Uh, 55. Yes, of course, 55. <laughs> How did you even remotely have to think about that? Well, I'm going to say 54 plus one, but <laughs> well, I'm going to get in trouble. Aye. Uh, 55, 30, 55. 33 Scottish Cups, 27 League Cups, zero UEFA Champions League, zero Europa Leagues, one Cup Winners Cup. Which we're not going to get into. <laughs> no, we're not. The Green Jacket Principle. Go back and look at our best bits. It's a funny argument. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget. Uh, the club in second. It would be Celtic. Yes, 51 league titles, 40 Scottish Cups, so slightly more, 19 league Cups, so slightly less, one UEFA Champions League, uh, which I think should have more points in this discussion, but you know, it is what it is. I should specify that these are only major trophies, so no like first division challenge cups and things like that mm-hmm. um, as well. There are only like 22 teams on this list, which I find fantastically depressing. Um, and is the reason that many fans will be turned away from Scottish football because there's no chance of success. Anyway, uh, club in third, John. Aberdeen. 
Aberdeen, four leagues, seven Scottish Cups, six League Cups, one Cup Winners' Cup, and one UEFA Super Cup as well. So more successful on the European basis. Uh, they have a total of 19 trophies. Well, it's, you know, all right. Uh, the last one was like eight years ago. <laughs> so question, or number four. Who's the number four? Zero strikes so far. Um, this is where it gets a bit more tricky. Because <laughs> no, there's a kind of, there's a really small cluster. Um, based on... Scottish Cups, I think it may be Hearts. It is Hearts, well done. Mm. Four leagues, eight Scottish Cups, four League Cups. Total of 16 trophies. Uh, oh no. Yes, total of 16 trophies. Uh, fifth. There's two choices here. There's two clubs in the bracket of five. Oh. Hibs. Hibs is correct. Four League Cups, three Scottish Cups, three League Cups. It's a total of ten there. Do you know who the other team was out of interest? You won't get a strike if you don't get it. Oh, I was going to say Dundee United. Nope, Queen's Park was the one that was equal fifth. Okay, okay well, good. That's a kind of bogey team at the road. That's a bogey team at the road. Now there's a big drop. These teams have only won five <laughs> trophies. Uh, there are... Five three, trophies, right? Yeah, three teams in... Yes, three teams in seventh. So, who's your guess for seventh... Who are the ones that five kind of trophies? Three teams you can pick from. Oh, God, right. Um, They've all won a league, suspiciously. Yeah, that's what I'm really trying to think of. Dundee. Dundee is one of them. Dundee uh, won the league. Do you want to guess the other two, even though you've passed to the next round? Dunfermline? No. No, they were further down. Uh, Dundee United and Kilmarnock are the other two. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was, I was thinking of Dundee United. But it's amazing how close, like, Dundee United and Dundee are in the same. You know, Hearts and Hibs are relatively close. Um, so it's interesting how these rivalries are actually very, very similar nah. in terms of number of trophies won. Right, 10th. <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> three clubs in this bracket. Total of four trophies won for each of these clubs. Right, so who'd have won about four trophies? Uh, any leagues? No. Uh, one league for one of them. Oh god, how far back? <laughs> I don't know uh, if that would help. <laughs> that doesn't. <laughs> uh, oh man, who will this be? Four leagues. It'll be... It'll be... Somebody will be screaming at their screen. Um, one of them is shocking. Absolutely shocking, I would have never guessed. He's five. Yes. That's the, that's the one I would have found absolutely shocking. Zero league titles, one Scottish Cup, three league cups. Uh, all of which I think came before the turn of the century or something like I that. I think it was like before the First World War. Yeah, I think uh, 1950 or something was the last one they won. The other two clubs were uh, Motherwell and St Mirren. Uh, Motherwell have won a league, apparently, according to my stats here. So... There you go. But forgive me if I've copied the table down from Wikipedia. It was a big table, so don't blame me. Yeah. Right, 13th now. Total of three trophies. There are four teams. This is probably the hardest bracket. I'll say that right now. Right. Four teams in the bracket of three trophies. Three trophies. Uh, there's three league titles, actually, in this bracket as well. One team, oh, one team. So Third Lanark won one league, yes. Two Scottish Cups, total of three trophies. Dumbarton have won two leagues, apparently. 
Uh, Clyde and Vale of Leaven are your other two. Oof, that's uh, right, right. So three Scottish Cups between them there. Uh, 17, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 teams in this bracket. Two trophies. Uh, Falkirk. Indeed. Anyone else? Two Scottish Cups. Uh, uh, Livingston for sure. St. Johnston. St. Johnston, yes. Uh, well, Livingston will be one. Uh, oh, well, you've made it to the end of the game without any strikes no, then. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But look, Dunfermline and Falkirk both have two Scottish Cups to their names and nothing else. Ah, it's pretty poor. I mean, but how bizarre is that? Big rivals who are exactly the same. Yeah, well, then, it kind of filters through the whole thing. I mean, you can almost kind of extrapolate the entire structure of Scottish football. Which is something that big teams unquestionably have been as a third, and then Hearts and Dibs, and so on and so forth. I'm not going to get the rest of that argument. It, kind of, it does kind of work. The only teams who, who would not mention for the like Hamilton haven't come up. Um. I feel like there's another one, but I'm not sure. What's going on? One League Cup? Yes, they are down at the bottom. One Wraith have had one, Inverness one. St Bernard's have had a Scottish Cup win. Okay. Yep, news to me. Uh, Greenock Morton have had a Scottish Cup win. Uh, Airdrionians, but there's an asterisk because it's like the old Airdrionians as opposed to... Before they were Airdrionated. <laughs> yes, so it's like... Well, were Airdrie United not Clyde Bank or something at one point, and then they moved? They bought the license, the professional license of Clyde Bank to rebrand them as Airdrie United. Right. And then they went back to Airdrie Onions, but they are now Yeah, because Airdrie United were yeah. But uh, I, I just found that list so depressing in that you saw the pie chart of proportion of trophies, and it's ridiculous. Like, who allowed this? But... I get the fact we're never going to balance it with like uh, you know wage caps or anything because then we would all do terribly in Europe. So cruel system, but wait, is he? Right, I'm going to party one because I'm beginning to kind of disappear. You yeah, you can, you can do that. You can <laughs> silhouette yourself. Uh, I'll chat away in the Crazy meantime stuff, to keep things Bye, interesting. <laughs> um, whilst John finds his light switch, I mean this is intriguing. Oh. Nice wallpaper. Uh, are we fixed? Oh, I'm kind of orange. This is this is not going well. <laughs> I, I can temperature adjust it in the edit. Not that I'll really be bothered to do that, but it's a potential. Ah, it's fine. I'm watching the Costa del Sol. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. Ah, it's because we're living on an island, eh? Um, Scottish Cup. Do you want to talk about that? I we know. Yeah. What, what, what do you want to say about it? Yeah, well, I mean, have you seen the draw? Uh, That's more interesting than the actual games themselves, for for the most part. Yeah, the old firm. uh, Unless Cove have staged a miraculous comeback in the last 45 minutes, which I'm kind of doubtful about. Um, Celtic will play Rangers. Aberdeen will play Livingston. Uh, Yes. Who did folk like Stranraer get? So you have Aberdeen Levy, Killy Montrose, the old firm game. Uh, Inverness versus St Mirren, um, or St Mirren versus Inverness, mm-hmm. Paisley. You got fourth against the United. It's a very interesting game. Um, Motherwell versus Morton. Um, I don't think Morton in particular don't, don't think really want to kind of go through. All <laughs> <laughs> these kind of fixture pileups, all these kind of lowly clubs don't want to go through. Yeah. Uh, we got St Johnston versus Clyde, and Stranraer will play either Queen of the South or Hibs. Um, is the kind of final tie that's, that's played on Monday night. A bit interesting in that. Uh, 
there, I mean, there, there wasn't really many upsets this round uh, as such. Um, I did think that... Um, who was playing Dundee United? Was it Montrose? No, it wasn't Montrose. Partick. Partick, this one. Partick were well, the Nicky, the Nicky. super unlucky. Yeah, they were. I mean, this is kind of going back to the, well, the Nicky Clark incident. I think they kind of one of the biggest talking points of the, of the round uh, for the Diddy clubs, anyway. They were so um, washy, washy about it. It was like he just skittles the two guys together in the same yeah. way that everyone kind of hummed and hawed because there was that thing where Joe Lewis like grabbed one of the Barton strikers when he just he didn't need to. And it's like, why are you even giving them? But that was a definite penalty. I thought they were very wishy washy in that. The party mm-hmm. kit was interesting. There was was it some historic or something? Because it was all blank. No, it must have been very nice. I mean, a really nice looking kit. I'm not going to buy it, but. Um, <laughs> well, uh, but Partick will certainly feel aggrieved. Uh, oh, who was the Highland League? Was it Brora oh, that yeah. got done in? Got and like, few, um, oh. for Martin will beat final of Motherwell. Um, yeah, like comprehensive. Pre- you you could quite comfortably see they hadn't hardly played a game or kicked a ball in, in so long. Yeah, so that was a bit of an inevitability. Um, Brora, uh, they, they pushed themselves against Rar, I think it was. Yes. Three um, one after extra time, so they'll be a bit unlucky there. Um, the same kind of thing, I think it was just fitness. Um, there was on such a high against um, Hearts. Um, I'm glad we mentioned it. <laughs> fantastic result that was. Yeah. When <laughs> um, uh, I work with a lot of jambos, so I, I think I told you this, but I went into work the next day and was like saying to my boss, like, oh. You got a big salary increase now. You can go on these nice holidays. He's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, do you know where I think you should go? And he's like, where? I hear Brora Brora's really nice this time of year. <laughs> and he responds to me like, yeah, but I hear Bora Bora is actually really nice. No, 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 Brora Brora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Bora Bora. Like really nice temperature. And just tries to like gaslight me like <laughs> the whole way through this conversation. I'm like, I'm bringing this up. Do it. Um, <laughs> they're very much the prodigal Falkirk as well in terms of. You know, looking rare, fairly comfortable in the league, but just again they drew nil nil with Dunfermline today. Um, they've been absolutely shocking. That you can look at their, their performances and think, how on earth are they that far ahead in the league? Like it just doesn't make any sense. Like it shows how poor the rest of the league is, I suppose. But like, nobody else in Washburn a sugarly peg at all. Like, it's one of these things that you can't really sack him if he wins the league, but uh, you know. Um, it should be though. Well, yeah. <laughs> Performances are dreadful. Like, Proofs in the pudding. They have made some bad signings. Like you know, folk like Mackay Stephen have done nothing for their their fortunes. Um, you know, Naismith and things like that as well is going to be less than ideal. Um, so yeah. But anyway, Scottish up there not in it. Well, um, so yeah, it was a shame that Brora got beat <laughs> in the extra time from Shrinar. They literally didn't even have any scaffolding at the game for the camera angle. Um, well, I was seeing the back of the, the linesman. Well, the thing is, like, when I was at Penny Cook years ago, when Stennis Muir played them, they did pay for the scaffolding to go up there. So they just they must not physically have been able to get it to Brora. No. Um, the, the best highlights though were Fruzebrough against whoever they were playing. I forget. Like a low league team. Forfar, maybe. Maybe Montrose. Maybe I think it was Montrose. It was Montrose and the mighty ball. Um, they're kind of was one of the goals was a fantastic over a kick. If about 18 yards out, uh, worth a watch if you can go back and watch the highlights if you haven't seen it already. But the, the background is always like the kind of phrase of a church, and there's a few like fishing boats in the background as well. It's a perfectly like beautiful day, blue sky. Um, a couple of guys can like peering over the, the kind of walls just watching the game. Lucky buggers, 
That'll appear. That'll be perfect. Inch perfect. That'll appear in our stadium of the week chat soon, no doubt. Um, I'd love to go up there, well, it's funny because I've seen it before because they played Rangers like last season, the season before, and it was on telly. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was it's good. Yeah. It's amazing actually how well the Highland League teams do, considering you know you think of like the Lowland League teams who you know you have all Central Scotland population down here to kind of pull from. They have next to nobody, and the teams are pretty comparable. If not, you know, you look at Cove or you know Head and Shoulders. Um, you know, better. I mean, absolutely storming the leagues. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it will be, I think, the playoff games at the bottom of the league, too, or the Highland Low League champions are still going to play each other. Yes. So you're going to have Kelly Harps eventually play Brora Rangers. Uh, Brora Rangers to then play Breakin, hopefully, and get them relegated. Oh, it's such a shame for Breakin. It's such a shame justice. for Breakin. Justice at last. It's, it's not, not justice. They were brilliant. They were the darlings of Scottish football. And they nah, rubbish. They absolutely quivered at the prospects of the championship and they've never got their knees back since then, unfortunately. Yeah. And you cannot deny a visit to the hedge is an excellent uh, it's, it's, trip. A, it's a good drive up there for the central belt. It's really good. It was my favourite stadium I went to when I was with Stennis Weir. <laughs> and Falkirk nah, for that matter as well. <laughs> Uh, it's characters for sure. Um, but, uh, they're even done like um, the interesting thing if we're kind of looking that far ahead is Kelly going into that game, they're going to have a match fit Nathan Austin, presumably coming back for his five. Which could be a bit of a kind of game changer out of that. But I find this utterly bizarre and that there's been a big trend recently of these lower league, like non league side essentially, picking up players who are more than capable of playing in the professional leagues. Yes, yeah. Um, and I know Nathan Austin will be pretty pleased. He's getting paid good money. He's scoring a lot of goals, but like, yeah, these guys, you know, they should be in the professional leagues. You know, mm. we do he, not. He couldn't cut out a full time football. Ball. That was one thing I kind of let him down. He was not far off. Like, he was, <sighs> he was, he was so close at Falkirk. He was very young when he was at Falkirk. He just lacked the mm. final product. He had a good pace. Uh, so he could run and then at Inverness he was a good bench player like he came off and did interesting things because uh, he started at East Fife and did pretty well at East Fife initially didn't he? Yeah he was absolutely roasting at East Fife came to Falkirk for the kind of step up to full time football um, he probably came to Falkirk a season too late if he had arrived the season before mm-hmm. when Falkirk were actually doing really quite well you know that was the kind of last day against Kilmark mm-hmm. kind of team I think he would have developed a lot better in that kind of environment. The season after it was again got to kind of playoffs, but you could see things were beginning to kind of need a bit of refreshing, and he, he just came in at slightly the wrong time. Yeah, uh, he never really he couldn't settle into that kind of team. Uh, he couldn't the pressure was on him to get all the goals basically. Yeah, given the season before, I think he would a different kind of player for him, but. Um, as is Leaf, it's, yeah. it's not quite worked out. The good news is, I've got three minutes left in my camera, so I'm going to grab my charger, and <laughs> you're going to moan about Colt teams for two minutes, okay? Oh, well, right. Oh. <laughs> three, two, one. Go. I don't know. <laughs> for Colt teams, oh man, um, I'm interested to see what kind of happens with them. Um, I think it could work if the if the leagues are expanded. I think we could see. You know, a reasonable bit of competitiveness. I think you're going to see a few kind of Highland and Lowland teams come up as well, uh, which could be a, a kind of really interesting boon for that kind of league. Um, I think longer term as well, so that's a good experiment to see whether 
the um, sort of expanded leagues could kind of work, sort of within League One in particular. Um, you know, the 16 teams, you could comfortably do home and away. You can argue with me if you want for a split. I'm not overly bothered by that. But <laughs> I fully agree. Yeah. <laughs> We'll, we'll discount all of that. Um, are, you, are you not happy about them? Uh, you know what? It's I, I don't mind. Um, I'm less angry about it than other people are because I'd really like to see an expanded league. So it's kind of cut your nose to spite your face a wee bit. I think we... So if you're going to get a 16-team um, or even an 18-team league too, I think that's far more efficient and better for a lot of these kind of clubs. They'll be disagree with me, but that's my opinion. No, I, I would agree. I, I think we're at the point now where, especially where our professional league is too far expanded. Um, and we saw that, and they know that, because they only let Premiership and Championship clubs come back playing. And League 1, League yeah, 2 were left to it. Yeah, they're the only two kind of full-time, kind of, if you want full-time yeah. in existence. So. so I think what you've really got to do here is almost split the structure into pro and semi-pro and say that you know probably leave the top two leagues as they are um because that's kind of working out all right even though it would, it would give the potential for expanded league yeah and then you have the sort of semi-pro level where again i think the point of expansion is good but yeah cult teams i don't know i don't know i, I, I like the idea of partnerships was the main thing like um yeah i think there's the they want their own brand and own things, which is understandable. But like, and yeah, the, the idea doesn't sit well in isolation. The club teams is just a no go. But I think if you take a holistic view, of the whole package, I think it's something you might need to kind of stock to get what's probably better for the whole game, and that's an expanded kind of bottom tier. So I don't see the point. Why? Why would a team say like Stranra, right? Why? What is the purpose of them travelling up to Elgin twice a season? You know, that is a logistic on its own and the cost involved in that mm-hmm. is just a complete and utter nonsense. Mm-hmm. A bigger league, you know, they don't have to do that journey once. They may have to travel further up to Brora, but, you know, it's, it's only the one journey and there's a bit more kind of variety in there as well, which I think I think you could probably sell it a little bit better. You know, it's going to buy the TV rights to it, but I think if you want to try and generate a wee bit of interest, um, I, think, I think there's something there. Um, and I the Cove teams unfortunately need to come with it. See, I actually, well, like for example, say if Cove Rangers were actually Cove Rangers, and like you then ended up with like breaking Celtics or something like that, mm-hmm. I don't see a problem with that. Again, like in places like hockey, you know, even like baseball, basketball, everything, they've all got their affiliate teams, which you know ah. people are loaned out to, and they've got those relationships. Now, it's obviously beneficial like you know if one team signs up with Rangers and Celtic and someone else is stuck with like the St Mirren youth and stuff like that but I do think that would generate a little bit more interest from the kind of broader public and I actually think because you're in terms of you're talking about you know not being interested in the TV rights and things I honestly think there's a massive scope for a platform like a centralised platform where you can go and find all the League 2 highlights all the League 1 highlights and if if everyone were to just band together, because at the moment, like, the, see the scattergun approach to how everyone does their highlights and things like that. It's poor, right? It's, it's not helpful. It doesn't benefit anybody. And I know that they will get, you know, decent sponsorship money from companies that sponsor these things. But 
if you put that all in one place and you have like an SPFL TV, it wouldn't need to be like, you know, live streaming stuff. But I think it would help the game massively at that, you know, for example, like when I was staying at cameraman, I would always go to the away games to film the matches. I don't think that's necessary. Um, yeah, I mean, you can run the one feed. There's, there's no problem in that. You run the one feed, you can have different commentary from that if you want to. But I think, you know, it just provides more of a narrative because these leagues are really interesting. There are, and again, Terrace is really good at pointing these things out, you know, mm-hmm. these amazing, like Willie Gibson, for example, in the last few weeks, they've pointed out that you would have never known about had you not gone to, like, you know, what, Dundee TV? Is he a Dundee player? Or... Queen of South. Queen of South, sorry. And then we've talked a lot about, you know, Lewis Vaughn, who scored an absolutely cracking goal at the weekend. Yeah, great free kick. I was thinking to myself, why isn't he at Premier League team? And then they said, come back from another knee injury. And I'm like... Nah, he's, he's, had, he's had three really bad knee injuries. At least one of them was, like, was an ACL. So it's that's cutting usually. But that's kind of like Peter Grant levels. Uh, sort of really bad knees. I mean, he's another one who at the time could have been... You could have seen him in the Scotland squad, you know, if he'd kind of kept his trajectory at the time of Falkirk. What could have been? But... Playing Queen's Park. No, I think that'd be great. And again, even if you got some sort of off timetable games like because again you know people are tuning in for example you've been watching these friday night games of the bbc haven't you yeah i mean this is our thing this is kind of goes back to what we've been kind of doing during lockdown to get our kind of football fix i'll tell you the friday night games particularly when i'm kind of down in london and then well, i am down in london at the moment they're, they're a godsend because like, otherwise I would never really, you don't really get kind of in touch with it quite as much. Mm-hmm. Um, having that through the ag player is, is brilliant. Um, weirdly, you kind of look forward to watching Dundee play in Vernest on a Friday night. There's been a, <laughs> just, a few brutal a fixtures. Long, uh, well, there has been. Um, Al Hearts was a pretty poor watch. Queen of the South Hearts was a really poor watch. Um, but, you know, even going back to the beginning of the season, the very first game, Harsman uh, and Fonell against Dundee, it was four. Uh, at Tynecastle, it, it was brilliant just to kind of see that and get that fix. Uh, and I think I'm not the only one that kind of feels that way about it as well. So there is a kind of community um, there that's going to watch these kind of things. And it's about kind of trying to pick that up and get the kind of more sort of publicised and create a bit of interest. Um, and when crowds come back, is to try and drive crowds into these games as well because I think that's the biggest bit. Um, if if Falkirk did get promoted, having a Falkirk on filming game live in the BBC on a Friday night under the floodlights, that could generate a fantastic crowd, really, really big crowd. I know that uh, the clubs hate it because they have to shift it randomly and they lose out on a lot of hospitality cash. Um, yeah, but I mean, if it was up and through the gate. Like, well, if it was a bit more thought out and pre-planned, you know, that wouldn't right, be yeah, an issue. That's exactly it. Um, Again, I do think the punditry on those games is awful. Um, and Stephen Thompson just always looks feared for his life every time the camera cuts to him in these situations because he's a pundit, he's not a host. Well, the other thing as well, I mean, these, again, it needs a bit of kind of fine-tuning and something with a bit kind of boldness to say, and I say you need characters from the lower leagues to start getting involved in these games rather than relying on Stephen Thompson, who's probably never played in the Championship to any great degree. Um, he spends most of his time looking at the Scottish Premiership, as does Shirley Kerr, as does James McFadden. You know, why are you not getting sort of pundits or ex-football players who have plied their trade in Championship League 1, League 2 across 
a couple of clubs. I mean, there's bound to be a few of them. There's loads of characters. You could get um, yeah. Dick Campbell on. You Dick Campbell could be in. Ian McCall. Um, Jim. Danny, Danny Lennon was absolutely fantastic on the terrace. What a character. I mean, you'd love to see more of that kind of thing. Like, oh. you know, these are the kind of people you want to see on your screens. I did. Uh, I loved Craig Brown on this week talking about all the big names and stuff. And basically, his mm. attitude was if you don't do what I tell you, you're benched. Like, Don <laughs> Hutchison, if you don't, you know, intercept Cafu's passes to Ronaldo, you'll be sitting next to me. And then George Burley, if you don't go absolutely through Zidane, you'll be sitting next to me. I was like, oh, he's such a soft old guy. But to hear him talk like that with that fire, it's just like, that sounds amazing. Like, what a time. That's, 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 what you, that's, that's kind of content you want. And for these guys to be kind of personable and, and tell you the stories, not to be kind of media trained and, and be kind of ghosts of themselves. Aye. I, I, there's, there's, I know. I don't mean to pick on these people because I know it's a very difficult job, but I just know there's so many people out there that have so much to give. And see for the young people that like dream of being like a football pundit or a football host, it's just impossible these days to get to because Jonathan Sutherland will do that till the day he dies, for example. Oh, why, why, why would they give that up? I mean, that's a cushy number, right? Exactly. And it's just a shame that we don't get a little bit more variety. I often think that with women's football, especially like. Yeah, for example, that match on Alba today, I watched like the first half. And Glasgow City, I think, went and beat Celtic 3-0. First goal was atrocious. I have no idea how it went across the line. It was like, you know those Rocket League <laughs> ones that you don't mean and it just like trickles over mm. at a really slow pace and you're like, how did nobody get to that? But, you know, anyway. Uh, but again, you look at the stands and it's all guys up there reporting on it. I'm like, surely there's a bunch of girls that would do like something cool, you know? on it because again these voices just aren't heard yeah they're not getting the airtime and they should be I mean, the people that know the game inside out they they should be putting it forward not some haddie <laughs> um, who made their career in our league it doesn't exactly. make sense exactly I do find it funny that the album man drops into English every now and then during the coverage though you're like oh you you can you can do it <laughs> can't you <laughs> the best one I've ever had of that was he was on with Gus McPherson <laughs> Kind of to get a really strong class region accent, and that and this guy like sort of talking in Gaelic, and then just cuts and goes, Well, so guys, <laughs> starts asking all these questions in English. <laughs> and he kind of catches Gus McPherson off, off, kind of, off guard a wee bit because he's been effectively zoned out when he's like speaking Gaelic. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh, right, oh and he's like talking about all this kind of stuff about the game. It must have been someone that we're playing. Uh, I've been absolutely hilarious. Again, there are surely some Gaelic-speaking pundits they could get on. I can't name any Scottish footballers, <laughs> but like, what about that? Um, there's that team that's always on the terrace again. That's uh, like out west and like the islands. Surely one of them speaks Gaelic. Eriski, yeah, get get one of them over. They'll be able to do it. But uh, no, I, I can see that we're kind of approaching the hour on my camera over here. So I think that was a pretty good return, John, don't you? We're, we're, we're back. We're good to go. Back. Bit of self-affirmation at the end of the episode if you managed to make it here, which I sincerely doubt. Hi, Rangers fans. <laughs> He's oh, don't don't skip to this and screenshot it and share it on the forums. Like I can't deal with that. I just I just can't. Okay. Hail, hail, hail. Whatever you say. Um But uh, no. Thank you very much for listening and we hope you join us again in the future from myself, Paul. Hi, all the best guys. Enjoy. And have a good evening, a good afternoon, and a good morning. Goodbye. Bye.